Hello, hello everyone. My name is John Edwards. With me as always is Zeke Baker and together we make the Dad Shrinking Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us part of your day. said that as quick as I could. Yeah, you sound a little winded there, bub. A little winded. <laughs> well, we've been talking to Bernie Lubbers for a Five long hours time now. now. <laughs> oh, no, no. I mean, collectively, I guess we've been talking. Bernie has dropped more knowledge than I could have ever imagined in a very Bernie simple night. Bernie talked for an hour and 25 minutes, and we got five minutes of questions. <laughs> yeah, we, we got small interjections and questions that just let us Hope it was work. okay. Don't no, don't, okay. don't. We say that in a, like, <laughs> we have been taken to school by the whiskey professor. I am a professor. Such a good rabbit hole of, of questions. For a guy who's not a distiller and who's not a scientist and doesn't do that, I, 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 I have delved into the industry. So if if you miss part one, Bernie really drops some knowledge and it's one of those things where people say, Why do we do this podcast? And why do we you know, we don't get paid, we don't get <laughs> and it's the experiences of sitting down with someone like you and having that conversation, drinking whiskey with you, that's what charges us. That's what we really well, enjoy. It was a blast. I had a good time. Uh, so and we you, talked about some hot button issues. We did, mm-hmm. we did. But now it's time to now drink it's time some to drink, hot whiskey. To drink. So what we have here <laughs> is we have the nine year old Old Fitzgerald bottled and bond. It is going to be the fall release. It was made in the fall of two thousand eight. It's a hundred proof bottled bottled in the uh, spring of, uh, of two thousand. What's the year on there? Twenty eighteen. Yeah. So and it's nine years old. Yes. So this is so people have um, heard about this uh, old Fitzgerald release, and uh, it is uh, this is the one that's not out. So the one that's out is an eleven year. Um, they're all bottled and bond, so it's one hundred proof. Uh, talking about this one first because it's nine years old. So we're going for the younger to the older. So um, this one's coming out uh, in the in the fall. And uh, it's pretty exciting. The whole release, I think, is exciting. To have the heralded brand of Old Fitzgerald be national again is pretty cool. It was a, it's a gem. It's a gem. Having that brand is a gem. A little background on Old Fitzgerald. Uh, it's made by the Herbst Distillery in Milwaukee. Uh, and then it was only available on train, train cars, steamships, and uh, gentlemen's clubs. I'm not talking about the gentlemen's clubs by the airport. I'm talking about like, you know, the gentlemen's clubs, the rich, the, the rich folks that we belong to, you know, where you go and smoke a like the Penn Dennis club in yeah. Louisville, Kentucky. There's probably one here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Penn um, Dennis club is where the old fashioned that's, started. that's one of the stories of the, of the old fashioned. So Pappy Van Winkle bought this brand in 1922 for $10,000 and mm. thought he got the best deal in the world. Now think about what's going on in 1922. It's prohibition. You can't even sell whiskey, so he bought a brand he can't sell. It's prohibition. Ten thousand dollars in 1922, which is like three hundred thousand dollars a day, and he couldn't sell it for twelve more years. So how crazy is that? So that's how much Pappy Van Winkle thought of the brand Old Fitzgerald. So then he brought it out, introduced it to not just those select little markets, but every market. And made it into a brand that was always bottled in bond. There was never a variant of Old Fitzgerald that wasn't bottled in bond. So we honor that with this release. And the first one uh, came out this spring. And the next one's come out this fall. So this is the fall. This is nine years old. This is a weeded bourbon recipe. The recipe, for those of you listening at home, is 68% corn. 
It is 20% wheat and 12% malted barley. Then we put it into a number three char barrel and we kept it in there for nine years. And then we bring it out. Of course, we put it in the barrel at 125 proof. Let's say that the aggregate proof is about 130 proof after 11 years. Um, then we add enough water to get it to just 100 proof bottled in bond, which means it has come from one single season and that's listed on the tax stamp like it used to be. <laughs> which is a big dang deal because I'm the bottle and bond guy, right? Bernie does it right. Bernie <laughs> does it right. We already know. We know. It's not on this tax stamp, though. That is a sample bottle, not for resale. <laughs> let's talk about this a little bit and let's get into the tasting notes. So this, we, we've we had the 11. We're going to talk about the 11, Zeke. But for me on this one, I it's very vibrant. I think it's almost... A little bit different for me from the the nine to the eleven. This nine is vibrant. It's sweet. There's nutmeg. It's almost like a slight eggnog on the nose for me. It's it's something that's almost like a you know it's like that fall chai. You know you go to Dunkin' Donuts and get that vanilla chai. Mm-hmm. I get that a little bit. I get it even on the the taste. It's almost like a nutmeg on the taste that turns into sweet caramel candy that chiness to it 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 just it's so sweet compared to that and i'm not saying the 11 i'm i'm mingling these notes here but the 11 has a little bit of a peppery finish for me not when you first taste it but that dry peppery uh finish rather than what you first get um the finish on the 9 was nice and long it's almost like a candy lingering there's a slight corn, but not in an off-putting way. It's a, a corn like a candy, not a candy corn that you would taste at Halloween, the orange candy. I'm talking about a candied corn, like something you would have in a, a candy bar that, that almost kind of lingers in your mouth. What are you getting on this one? Well, at least I'm happy to see you uh, mentioning the coffee lines because i feel like half the time when you call me during the day you're either at starbucks or dunkin donuts getting some random coffee and i have to hear the order and hold on bud hold on <laughs> lately it's just been a give me the lar- the a big black coffee that's what i've been drinking lately now i know what's wrong with your palate finally <laughs> uh laughably uh somewhat similar as well for the nine year fits coming out i thought the nose it, i put down a head Corn aged far enough just to have the sugary sweetness that, that you know would be desirable. Um, Palate wise, it, it ranged some. Um, at first, the corn was prevalent. There was also a low burn, and then towards the back, um, it, some of the sugars got more noticeable. Uh, somewhat with the sugars, also some heat seemed to kick up a little bit. Um, it just definitely had a, a better balance and range to me than, than what I remembered off the um, 11 and, and more of a, I guess, a sweet spot, you would say, as far as whoever was, you know, in these ricks, picking barrels, etc. It, it reminds me of some other products I've had that were um, a 10-year, 100-proof, and also weeded part of a Centennial release, but they had you know, perfections and imperfections, but they all intermingled into just a a really good balance of a product. And that's kind of where I was with this was there was things that I just really gravitated to and love 
things that at times hit me and I was like, mm, that's not my cup of tea. But if you look at it, you know, three or four tastings in and where it is as a whole, um, you know, front to back, etc., all 360 degrees, I like the complexity and what it offers and, and where it ranges in, in various directions. Right. Yeah, I'll, I'll to kind of weigh in here just a second. Um, I'm really, really excited about this bottle. Uh, not only because we're some of the first people to ever get to, to try this uh, finished product, um, but as a fall release, and we kind of both, uh, all of us have touched on this now and tasting it, it's a fall release. And this bottle, to me, really personifies the fall season. For me on the nose, as I'm uh, smelling it, I'm getting this sensation of unwrapping candy out of paper wrappers. I'm getting this nice fruity pebble. I'm getting these nice candied orange. As I begin to taste it, I'm getting this nutmeg. I'm getting this eggnog. I'm getting candied cherries and apricot, candied apricots. All these flavors that are just really exemplifying fall to me, make me excited to sit on my porch and wear a sweater and watch football and hand out candy to trick-or-treaters. So as far as like releases that are coming, this is definitely in my radar and I'm very excited about this as a fall release. I think overall, really, really delicious. Vinny, do you have any notes on this one? I'll piggyback on Yamada. You know, it's like my grandmother that loved Christmas. You know, you, you go in the basement. I mean, it sounds effed up. It sounds effed <laughs> up. I'm not going to lie. But, you know, you, you unleash the ornaments and you unleash the, uh, the history on it. And you walk in. Like I told Ryan when I walked in, I said, man, I'm going to taste this Christmas. You know, nutmeg, cinnamon. You know, that's what I get on the nose, and it's just, I'll taste this all day. You know, I'll sip it. I'm not going to do a shot. You know, I'm not going to sit there all day, but I'll taste it, and I would sell it. You know, it's amazing. You know, that's all I'll say. It's fun. I mean, the cool thing about this release, you've covered every tasting note I could possibly cover (laughs) and more. As Parker would say, though, this this, this is good whiskey. You know that he doesn't. He didn't talk in tasting notes, and a lot of the old timers don't. But you know, this is the history of the brand. There's, there's not a lot of companies that have a heralded brand like this that they that they happen to have in their portfolio. And there's not a lot of distilleries that have enough 11 year old barrels or nine year old barrels or 10 year old barrels or whatever to do anything with. And that's the cool thing about Heaven Hill Distillery is that we do. We have 1.42 million barrels and growing in our inventory. We make five different, re- six different recipes of American whiskey. And it's just amazing to have this, uh, to be able to come out. So I'm glad you enjoy it. It's, it's fun. What's the thing that they said Parker used to do is he'd ask somebody, what, what did you get in that? And then, well, people would come up to Parker and I, say, I, I mean, I've been with, I've been with them at Whiskey Fest and they go, Parker, Parker, you know, uh, that last Elijah Craig, uh, you had, uh, I got banana and Parker would look at him and go, you know, he goes, I, if you're tasting banana, I did something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't put one banana in there. That's, that's what it is. Yeah, you know, one say banana in there. palate is different, though. You know? you know, but he didn't describe it that way. He described it as good bourbon. And, you know, and so you can take all those notes and say that's good bourbon. Uh, and that's all he needed. You know, he, and he, I, and he was kind of making fun, too. You know, he, yeah. obviously he can taste different tasting notes and stuff like that but in his mind he's going for a flavor profile of that good bourbon that he's going for whether it's a weeded bourbon recipe or a rye bourbon recipe and not to get us too far off because Mm -hmm. this is the tasting portion and and we want to make sure that we close this out but Mm -hmm. the people that you've been around 
mm-hmm. all the distillers and even yourself. What do you, and we always ask this because we taste things blind. Sure. What do you go for? Do you go for taste? Do you go for mouthfeel? Do you go for finish? Or are you looking for a good nose? What what constitutes a good bourbon for you? Well, geez. Well, for me, you know, it's it's different. And I'm learning as I go. You know, I've, I've, I learn so much every day in tasting and nosing. And I used to discount nose. And then I was with um, uh, Chris Briney and Mike Sani from our company and Trish and and our tasting panels, and I said, you know, I tell people, you know, nose, I want, I care what it tastes like, and they said this simple statement: if you if you can't smell it, you can't taste it, and so that's a big deal. Now we've all tasted, we've all smelled things that that taste taste one hundred percent different, but you have to take the the nose into consideration. So it's like the distiller's rule of thumb. If you listen to the other portion, there's a distiller's rule of thumb. You, you got to do it for yourself. If you're doing it blind, you don't know how old things are. So it's one of those things, you know, when you're tasting blind, it's different than tasting. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, like this, you know, when the age statements are on things, you're looking for certain things. It's been so long since there's been a nine-year-old bourbon weed out there. It's been so long since there's been an 11 year old bourbon weed out there. We really don't know what they taste like. I mean, there's well or 12 out there, but there's very few of them. I mean, there's no 11, right? So this is, I mean, that's the cool thing about what we do at Heaven Hill. We got these things and we're going to share them with people. Just like you said, when you open a bottle, share it. Yeah. You know, and each barrel's different, each release is different. You're going to like, you're going to like one more than the other. You're going to have a favorite and you can have a least favorite. You know, with us, that's fine. You can, you can say, I like this one better than the other one or this one better. You know, there's other ones coming out that you will and won't like. You know, that's totally fine. That's well, what it's all about. It's all about what you all do here and talking about it. It's okay to like one more than the other. I mean, you just it want to get the taste in people's hands. Right. Right. And so, but we have them. We want to share them. So we're doing it. And let, let's talk about the 11. So, Zeke, we've had the 11 a couple times on our show. I know you're you're tasting something else over there. So, Ryan, why don't you tell us what you thought about the 11 first? Sure. I, I kind of love putting the 11 side by side with the 9 now because this is my first time uh, trying the 11 and kind of tasting them back to back. And, Bernie, thank you for kind of lining them up in that way. For me, on the nose, I'm getting these alpine uh, flavors i'm getting mint i'm getting um genipi i'm getting these kind of like uh these pine uh sensations on the nose i'm getting orange and i'm getting a white pepper but the nose to me was inviting it wanted me to try it some more uh it was the palate it was the mouthfeel on this one especially in contrast to the nine that really got me where the nine for me was like a crisp autumn day the 11 for me is this kind of buttery oily like tongue coating mouthfeel that I enjoyed but I wasn't expecting especially tasting it after the nine the kind of flavors that were left over for me were a black licorice and black pepper um, which were enjoyable and it had this like really elongated uh, finish but for me on this one enjoying it um, was all about the mouthfeel really yeah and I got a lot of that pepper too I, I you know the nose was so good on the 11. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the nose. I enjoyed the nose of the 11 more than the nose of the 9. And the nose on this one, I think, is so sweet and vibrant. And it, it's so, so sweet. It's just funny that the taste doesn't match up with the nose. It's exactly. almost like 
it's almost like I would expect the taste of the nine to be on the 11 because the nine is so sweet tasting and I would expect that nose to go with it. It's just funny how bourbon is and, and you know, how it, the nuances and how things change. But I got, you know, vanilla and sweet on the front, but the, the tail end of it, the finish for me is a very dry black pepper um, that kind of lingers. And that's what I get in, in the mouth. I'm not saying it's a good or a bad thing. I'm just saying it, it's a little bit if you enjoy that dryness and, and you enjoy um, more of a peppery bourbon, then that's going to be your jam. I like the sweeter Is this with or without water? Yeah, and that is with or without water. I just added water to it. game changer. And all of a sudden, chocolate comes out. You know? Or we're doing tasting. Cacao comes out. (laughs) Cacao. (laughs) So, you know, you you change what you put in here, and you get a different flavor. And you can't say cacao because my Mm two-year-old watches cars every night, (laughs) and all I think of uh, is cacao because they have a... Lightning McQueen. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can't think of cacao any other way. To Bernie's point, I just added a little bit of water here to my uh, old Fitz 11 as well. And the mint that I was getting on the nose, all that Alpine, it's there now. Mm-hmm. It's there, which is interesting to me. Yeah. Zeke, what do you get on this one? Nose-wise, um, just heavy caramelized sugars, really. And behind that, to me, I just put on the proof stood out a lot more. Um, you know, just the alcohol vapor coming off of it seemed to be much more pungent than the nine year. And, you know, I wonder if that has something to do with the effects of the flavor, uh, palette wise. I just thought the, the oak was much more prevalent. The wood seemed to get into it a lot more. I know nine to 11 years is and isn't a lot of time. Um, that's a lot of time, by the way. Well, no, no I, two years is a long time. I said, isn't isn't? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think it is, and I, I think it <laughs> isn't to some people. You know, they they look at other products and age statements, but um, it just had a drying aspect and a lot of bite to it. So, so to I me, agree. to me, somewhere in that. Granted, we don't know where they sat, how much other similarities they have other than an age and mash bill, but I would say the the. The different difference in nine to eleven year is, is I wouldn't say drastic. That's a pretty harsh word, but it's a pretty strong change. It exists um, for sure. I think if you looked at it as far as like a progression, the the nose progressed at about a quarter of a rate of what the juice in the barrel seemed to progress or develop. So let's talk about this Parker's because I'm I'm the so next excited. Parker's. You mean the next Parker's? The yeah, upcoming Parker's. I am so excited to talk about this and taste this. I am a yeah. I told you this, Bernie. I am a huge Parker's Heritage fan. Absolutely. From the the one Parker's Heritage I've never had, or I've had it, but I haven't had a bottle of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm dying to get it. Is a promise of hope. Ooh. That's the one. It's my favorite one out of having them all, and I've had samples. Well, it's funny of it. you bring that up because I remember when Promise of Hope came out, and that was one of the first product that came out when I was with the company. That's not true. The second one, the first one was the uh, blend of mash bills. Parker's Promise of Hope came out. Of course, you know that's because Parker had ALS and Lou Gehrig's disease, and 
and uh and we still every every purchase of a parker's to this day goes to als als uh, yeah. research people came out and people were like 10 years old well there's henry mckenna <laughs> i mean what 10 years old what are y'all doing and how can you complain <laughs> right how can you complain on the promise but of that's what people do uh, but but that's it, just what people do for the whiskey okay so they look at an age and they make a pre they have something in their mind and then it's so funny when you have people come over especially from the international market I had some uh, folks from Germany come over from the uh, from the uh, uh, Bourbon and Rye Club over there, and they tasted the Promise Open. They, their their face just lit up, and they went, "Some of the best bourbon I've ever had." And people would buy the the, the uh, Promise of Hope. You know how a lot of people buy bottles and they don't drink them, or they buy them to flip them, or they buy them to do whatever, and then or they buy one bottle, and they didn't taste it, but they were trashing it because it was only ten years old. And then six months later, they opened it, and we started seeing postings on social media. Wow, this is some of the best bourbon I've ever had. I should have bought two bottles. Yeah. Don't look at age. Don't look at proofs. Don't look at whatever. You know, buy it, drink it, try it. You're going to like some. You're going to like others. But come on. It doesn't have to do with age. It has to do with where it was sat. Like you just, like, like Zeke said, where, you know, which Rick? What's that? So... Promise hope. I'm glad. I appreciate you saying that because that's one of those. Yeah, and and it's not even the age thing. It's you know, try the whiskey. You know what? Go in right. with a group of friends. Everybody put in twenty bucks. Go right. ahead and buy the bottle. See if you like it. And, and then this go get another and one. this year's Parker's. I've already seen on social media people going seven years old. Ha! <laughs> Yawn. Hey, wait a minute. Try it. It's also been finished in orange curacao barrels. The Lane Real, the Lane Royale, that did the prom, that did the Parker's, which was a cognac finish, and you know this that's the, the same guy that worked with Booker back in the day when he did the original um, the Silver's masterpiece. These are these are legendary people who got together, who didn't just say we're just going to do this to to do something, you know, commercial. This is amazing. So. The new Parker's is seven-year-old traditional bourbon mash bill, which is 78% corn, which is our Evan Williams, Elijah Craig, Henry McKenna, Fighting Cock, J.W. Dan, Heaven Hill recipe, 90% of what we make. 78% corn. It's 10% rye and 12% malted barley. It's been aged in a number three char barrel for seven years and then finished off for a few months in a orange curacao barrel. Here it is. It is so good. It doesn't, you know, anybody who's complaining about the seven years, if you haven't tasted it, no. And if you <laughs> like, um, guys, I know some of you might think that we sit here with someone like Bernie Lovers from Heaven Hill and we might, you know, be skewed because he's sitting here. No, Zeke and I are pretty good to speak our minds in front of everyone, but orange chocolate. It is citrus, it is chocolate, it is, if you like mm-hmm. citrus and chocolate, and who doesn't, <laughs> um, but yeah. it, it is just, the whole thing, I just got orange citrus chocolate, I got citrus on the taste, the nose, you really get the chocolate. It's 110 and, proof, and you wouldn't think that. No. no. Not at all. And it is... The funny thing about it is it's like the taste is citrus for me, and then the finish is chocolate. So all of that stuff just lingers cacao, in your mouth. Cacao, 
Ka-chow. <laughs> but I, I loved, and I know Zeke is going to tell me I'm a Parker's fanboy. I just really enjoy this one. Well, you are, but I, mean. I am. I now so when you when we, we do we, add a little couple drops of water, <laughs> you add a cube. It does totally change this. We, we all we all have our things, John. It's okay. So Birdie had this bottle that he no longer has anymore. It's under the table. I I just loved the I loved the contrast of the the citrus with the chocolate. But you know, would would you guys get on it? Um, so for me, it was really interesting. We were, we were talking about it as we were tasting this. And if I could take an orange creamsicle, not a push pop, not a push pop, <laughs> but an orange creamsicle and turn it into a bourbon in nose and taste, this was it. I thought it was delicious. It was really, really tasty. For 110 proof, drank smooth. It was enjoyable. I just wanted to keep drinking it. And here I'm like, it was funny, I, this is my first pour of the night, and I was like, i got to save some room because we've got a full table here. Really, really fun. And, and Bernie, I, I, want, I want you to talk to me more about this water because it really, really opened up and changed it for me. I went from orange cream. So I've been teasing them all night. I was yeah. like, you know, you got to do this. And that. So the reason this is like this is because of the old-fashioned. So old-fashioned has orange, right? And this is like... The million dollar old fashioned. This is old fashioned in a glass. This is the this is the this is it. You're talking to the guy from Cooper Spirit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the rock and rye guy. Yeah. Oh, I mean that's why it. we did this. I mean, it's been done before, but you know, not by not you know, not at this level. You know, not with Elaine, not with these curacao barrels, not mm-hmm. with this Heaven Hill seven year old whiskey. It's. I mean, it's been with done with the younger whiskey. It's not been done with this. So you're saying for the people that are really knocking it, you know, a have it neat, but b make an old fashioned. Well, it's you don't need to make one. Just add a little bit of water, and it's there. Yeah. What's a Bernie Lover's yeah. old old fashioned? I mean, this would be what it, is it. But this would be it. I mean, you know, this. I mean, you know, you're going to make an old fashioned. You know, you know. I love them both ways. We was just in, I was just in, I was just I was just in was Wisconsin. We had some brandy old fashions. We had some, I, mean, I love anything. It's okay, but you know I love it when I when I every derby we we, we you know we all joke each other we kid each other right so we see each other you know distillers and Chris Morris is always on uh, the derby coverage and they make the twenty thousand uh, dollar you know mint julep with the you know Woodford. with, with Woodford and the Woodford, uh, and yeah. chipping chipping the ice from the Arctic well, and that kind of stuff and whatever. what they don't realize yeah. is the the cup that they put it in probably cost nineteen <laughs> grand. Well, I know I'm just saying this is that for the old fashioned. Yeah. This is the million dollar old fashioned. This is what you'd want to have. You know, you know, it's, it's Parker's is special. Parker's, we really work hard. So when we, we see people trashing stuff online without even tasting it, it hurts us a little bit. Now we can take criticism on releases. That's fine. Taste it first. If you taste it and don't like it, that's fine. Sure. It's not for you. It doesn't have to be for everybody. Parker's isn't for everybody. I mean, are you? Are we 12 for 12, 13 for 13? I don't know, you know. But we do take a lot of time. And, you know, but Parker had his thumbprint on this. You know, we have enough in the pipeline that Parker had his thumbprint on for, you know, 20 or 30 years. You know, he's got we got a lot of things. They don't all make it. When I you know, you think of the old-fashioned, 
it's pretty cool. Oh, and yeah. it's a pretty, and I'm, I, I love that you say you just love to neat. I mean, that's just perfect. That's but then a little bit of water, it's just another thing. And I, we're really proud of this. I mean, and taste it. As you should be. Yeah. As you should. Zeke, what do you think? I'm still thinking to a degree. <laughs> um, earlier when we had it on, I thought the nose, um, I put down orange, high proof, Pop rocks, um, maybe even to the point of like a uh, a star bright, and not necessarily for a mint flavor, but the ones that are different flavors that have just that sugary component mixed in with some type of fruit texture. Um, neat to me, I thought on the uh, palate it was a little brash. It was hard to take in. Um, I'm not sure. It could just be simply between. The proof and the bourbon and the finish, it just really throws you for a loop. Um, Palette-wise, I mean, you get simply a lot going on. I mean, you haven't tasted anything like this before. You've got 110 proof of, um, you know, a bourbon then aged in a completely novel profile. Uh, and I, I definitely agree. I think the, the few drops of water scale it back to a much more... Um, enjoyable, well-rounded approach, which life of like John said, we don't do a whole lot with water, literally just because A, lazy, and B, it's a whole other realm that we'd have to dive into the rabbit hole in. Right? <laughs> if, if you bite off more than you can chew, right? We mm-hmm. stay in our lane. Right. And, right, and right. that lane is... I neat. mean, this is something that you've never tasted before. Oh, yeah, you're right. It is. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's new territory. You like it? Hey. All that matters is I like it or not. You don't have to like it. <laughs> it's 50-50. I can't pinpoint where I I make got, a hard left turn. But, got black licorice. That's what I get. But something, I don't know. Somewhere I make a left turn, but if nothing else, I appreciate novel releases mm-hmm. and throwing a curveball when everything else is based on an industry standard and well, this is what we've done. This is what we continue to do. Mm-hmm. The element of surprise, the change-ups. And I, I think more than anything, the, the PHC line offers that. Like mm-hmm. For an annual release that bears a name, that's nice. It's recognizable. But no two are guaranteed to be the same. And even inside the release, like we mentioned, uh, I think probably on the other episode. The 11s. Last year, the, the PHC 11. None of those barrels are the same. I had three that I... Hands down, did not like, and one that I thought was just <laughs> nectar. Well, and and Zeke always gets on me for this because he thinks that I'm a sucker for marketing. But at the end well, of the day, are. no, it's not. No, because because I'd be a sucker more for the eleven than the decanter bottle. It it's not, and yeah. it's what I'm a sucker for is what can we sit down and have a good conversation about as a group, and what's going to be interesting. And you know what? Like that old Fitz Eleven at 120 bucks is worth it to me because we're all sitting and having a conversation about it, right? You buy that, you sit down with your friends, and you have a conversation about it. The you know people that are knocking the Parker Seven, and I'm saying seven year, the Parker's yeah, yeah, yeah. Twelve, the next one, yeah. but 
you know, you're going to sit down and have a conversation about that, and you're going to get different notes, and people are mm-hmm. going to get different things. And for people that are whiskey and bourbon aficionados, and the people that are going to mm-hmm. have those nights with their friends where they're going to sit down and talk about that stuff, that's worth every penny. Absolutely. And, so, I mean, I describe it too. Like if you grew up in Chicago, hey, oh, there you go, there you go, Vinny. Me. There we go. And your grandfather likes the White Sox, but you like the Cubs. <laughs> that was me. You can have disagreements, but you can have similarity because you like the sport. Yeah. And then there's these things. So I'll tell you the funny story about, I think it's a, an interesting, funny a story about uh, the decanter for the old Fitzgerald that we decided on for the whole series. It's not, it, it, all of them are going to be in the same decanter. So here we are, Denny Potter and I and the team, we're in Chicago for this past Whiskey Fest. And if anybody's ever been to a whiskey fest, you know that uh, the first hour is a VIP hour. And it costs more money and you get more, you know, stuff that uh, you can't get the other, other time. So we've got the new old Fitzgerald 11 year. And, you know, there's always people always, when the doors open up, people rush to the Pappy 20 and 23 line and they get, you know, Julian and Preston pour them the personally pour them the pour. And it's awesome. I mean, why wouldn't you? You know, a lot of people can't taste, you know, the, the, the Happy Van Winkle, so you should. So, but they're passing up our table, you know, most of them, because and we've got 18 and 23, and we got this and all that. Uh, but, you know, they want to get That's fine. The smart people, you know, they, they say they've already, the people, not smart people, the people have already had Happy. They're, they're at our table and stuff. But I look over, and he, who, who's running, running over with a glass? Julian Van Winkle. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Veteran. <laughs> so this is his grandfather's brand. Mm-hmm. And he is excited about this. So he comes over to our table and he says, Danny, Bernie, I got to have some of this. Right? So we pour him up and we're just excited. We're, we're, you know, here's Julian. We, 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 we all hang out. It's, it's fun. We, we, it, Julian's a great guy. But it's exciting that he's to see there's a spark in his eye about this. To see that we brought up something part of his family and we're the ones holding the torch now you know for that brand kind of cool and he tasted he says oh this is great and he says you know i'm glad you i'm glad you, you used the 1956 decanter and i said well julian i can't i don't know whatever marketing material you're said like that. that's before i, I got said, to I, I, said the market, I don't know if that's right or not i said i don't know if that's a 56 decanter I don't know. You know, <laughs> i'm doing all the disclaimers you know because i don't know and he goes no, Bernie, I'm telling you, I have a case of this in my basement. That's the 1956 decanter. <laughs> <laughs> Must be wow. nice. We didn't know it was 1956, but we looked back, and this was our favorite bottle, and he was excited about that. But I think it goes <laughs> back to, you know, bourbon is all about the stories. It's all about the people. It's all about the families. It's all about the experiences Living. you have with your friends. And how cool is that that you are now the stewards for his family's sure. legacy. Sure. You know, and, and that that's really cool. Yeah. Before we close this out though, we all had some thirty year old bad bourbon. <laughs> and oh my God. Now I brought a bottle just to prove that age Label doesn't really that. mean Label good that. things. But I brought when we did the second release of the Parkers, which was twenty seven years old, we had this thing called the Methuselah um program and we put in some 30 year old it's 170.3 proof it's not good 
Right. It's not good Did at all. Did you drink this, it? This was from the top floor, yeah. though. This was from the seventh floor. You didn't see my face. You take a sip of it right now. <laughs> I've, I've been nosing it. This was from the seventh Ooh. floor. I got, a, I got a little swig of the glass. And that's where we learned glass. that you need to bring older whiskey from the first floor. So that's why I'm telling you, other places are going to have to learn tw- 10, 20 years how this works. But we have learned. <laughs> wait, so. And this is not wait. good. Well, so you, you, you don't have to get up from the table. Come on, you're tougher <laughs> than that. <laughs> like, that, Ryan's getting yeah. up from oh, the table. I know. Oh, actually, really not good. Very, very, um, Burn in. Oh, a little bitter. Interjectively, I will say, nose wise, I I've, have had something that, that very much reminds me of that. Uh-huh. It was from the people across the street from Heaven Hill. Mm-hmm. At that time, it would have been a 17 age product. It was distilled in 89, that being 30 years old. Those are going to be pretty close. <laughs> At that point in time, it was 144.8 proof, mm-hmm. and literally, it was hot at first, but once you counted to about three to five, let that heat come off, it was just pure good flavor underneath. So I think this is, is just strictly an age. This is just an exercise. Yeah. And where you bring it from. <laughs> we are having Heaven Hill is coming out with another 27 year old product this year, and it doesn't come from the seventh floor. So it just goes to show that you have to have the expertise and you have to have that knowledge. <laughs> Vinny's the only one stuff, stupid enough to uh, pour more. Funny, by the way. <laughs> so, Do you know that's lasted Bernie like two years? Oh, that I, I got it when I first started six years ago. <laughs> I'm the first guy to drink Bush Light when I was like 14. But, you know, so. but the, the, this just goes to show the expertise that Parker brought to the table, that Mike Sonny and Chris Briney and his team and Denny Potter and all them all bring to the table. It's not about the age, like you said. It's not about the proof, perhaps. It's a lot of those things. And, you know, you all do blind tastings. We all do blind tastings. We do the best that we possibly can to bring out a new experience for people all the time. What You know, if you don't like something, somebody else will. It's not for everyone, everything. There's not No distillery is going to hit 100% with anybody. So, you know, it's fun. For To us, it's fun. And to me, it's fun. To share these kind of whiskeys that no one else is going to be able to taste is fun. I hope you all enjoyed Bernie, we talked the whiskeys about it. tonight. We talked about it before mm-hmm. you got on. You know, all of us talked about it. When it's not any good. It smells amazing. Oh, it does right? smell great. <laughs> we talked about this yeah. before we got on the mic. It yeah. smells amazing. I haven't tasted it yet, yeah. but when you smell it, you're like, wow, this yeah. is top notch, you know, and I'm going to taste it. To be, it to be 170.3 proof. Um, That's hot. I got a feeling there weren't about three of those 375s that came out of that uh, barrel. There's two of these. It, it doesn't. It doesn't drink like two seven fifty. Actually, there was two seven fifties. Definitely hot. That's what was left. It, that's all that was left. Yeah, out of one barrel. Yeah, I could see two seven fifties. I'll tell you, it doesn't taste like one hundred and seventy proof. Mm. It doesn't drink like it. It's, no, it's but it, you smoother. know, it's so dry, and it's it's like a mouthful of walnuts. I mean, yeah. it's just you know, so dry. It's so dry. But you know, but to bring these whiskeys and to share them with you all has been a pleasure. And uh, it's been been so much fun. And we've really enjoyed having you. Please come back next time you're in town. Let us know. We'll go to Robert's with you. We'll share some floors. Station in. Have a little frozen tombstone pizza. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. A little PBR. And then go out uh, there and go to HQ. Have a good time. Station in is great. It's one of my favorite places there. It's funny. Your favorite places. I love going to Station (laughs) in and the Gulch. And the funniest thing about Station in is how much 
new stuff has popped up around it. Oh. And it's still oh, kind of just fancy there. Too. Fancy, too. Hanging in fancy. there. Oh, yeah. And I hope they hang in there. I'm sure he's been. It's, it's like Max at our, our company. I'm sure Max, president and owner of our company, has gotten some really interesting phone calls with some really interesting offers. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure the owner of the station sure. has had some really interesting phone calls with some really interesting offers. And he's all about the history and the heritage of bluegrass music and what happens in there. And for Heaven Hill, we're all about the history and the heritage of what Parker and Earl and Harry and Joe and all the Bean family did at our place. Well, we are very appreciative of them. We're appreciative of you. Uh, follow Bernie Lubbers. He's on all the things at Bernie Lubbers. Follow <laughs> Heaven Hill on Instagram at Heaven Hill Distillery. On Twitter at Heaven Hill 1935. Go to HeavenHillDistillery.com. Follow Thank Ryan you. Yamada at Now in Nashville. Go to uh, HQ, HQBeerCave.com. HQBeerCave.com. Go to Headquarters. Bernie, thank you so much for spending time. Bernie, time. you're the man. Thanks, you're the man. Thanks, Benny. Thanks, All right. thanks, uh, thanks, Ryan. Go ahead and find us on your favorite podcast provider, Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, Podknife, iHeartRadio, Spotify. We're on all those things. Please leave us a five-star review. Tell us why you like us. Find us on Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Find us on Twitter at Bourbon Dads. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Most nights uh, right here in Nashville, Tennessee. Hope you guys appreciated one and or both of these. Uh, John and I talked about it, and we chose to split these up purposely, simply as one is was much more educational, informative. One was much more drinking forward. Uh, some people appreciate both. Some don't, obviously. But um, you know, give us some feedback on that. Let us know what you think uh, about the the format for this type of show, and you know what we could do better or worse. Hopefully not worse, though. Cheers. 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 <laughs> yeah. Take care.